The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, May the 28th, and this is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio, joined by Dave Davies from BTalk SEO. Dave, how are you doing today, brother? I am having a fantastic day. The, 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 the news is a buzz in our industry, and, uh, you know, I'm going, I'll be at SMX next week, so, you know, how, how exciting. And, and I'm moving this weekend. Like, it, it's just, it's just an exciting time in the life of me. <laughs> Well, it, it, it is, this is a pretty weird time, actually. This is this is. I think this is our last mellow esque show for uh, for weeks, maybe maybe even months. Because next week you're going to be reporting from uh, SMX Seattle yep. or SMX Advance in Seattle. The week after that, I'm going to be reporting from SES in Toronto. And the week after that, we have um, well, that's the, the the really the opening day of sessions at affiliate convention uh, down there in Denver, Colorado. Um, and uh, I'm not sure what happens the week after that. Maybe we just stop and catch our breath and play a, re- a rerun or something. Oh, that's so unlike us. I'm sure we'll do something. <laughs> yeah, we'll do something original and fun and live and all that sort of stuff, just as we always do. And it, it has been a weird week in uh, in most of our lives here in Search. It's been a weird week in the media. Um before we jump into a miscellany of news throughout the search engine world, I um, want to mention that towards the end of this episode, we have an interview with uh, Janelle Landis from Sentech and uh, Noah Elkins from eMarketer. They both participated in Sempo's. They both participated in Sempo's uh, webinar on emerging technologies, and. I, I, I sat in on that seminar earlier this morning, listened to the whole thing, got some really, really, really good information on social media, and I'm looking forward to bringing the interview that we did with them towards the end of this segment. But first, let's, let's, let's dive into some news. A uh, quick shout-out to Jillian Musick from SEO Moth. It's her birthday today, so happy birthday, Jillian. Um, Dave, I just got an message from you that you have some funny, not necessarily search-related, but some funny news to report. I, I do. You know, I, as always, you know, I'm ransacking kind of the web on, on Wednesdays and Thursdays trying to, you know, figure out what we're going to be chatting about and, and this and that, anything that I, I might have missed during the week. Um, and I uncovered over on, uh, on CNN, uh, do, do you have a, I'll, I'll, I'll ask this as a question first, do you have a, a favorite, Betty or Veronica? Who, who, who do you think? Oh, man, I already know where you're going with this. I think he's a dumbass myself. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I know. a Betty kind of guy myself. Coming in in, uh, in August, for our listeners who don't know, uh, one Mr. Archie Andrews uh, is popping the question. To, I think the wrong, the wrong person, but he's picked Veronica. So, <laughs> Poor bastard. I mean, like, you know what's going to happen here, right? It's, it's going to be just like Carly Fiotto down there at, uh, at HP. Just, she's going to ruin him. <laughs> you know, Veronica Lodge is a Republican. And Archie Andrews, um, I think I think he's more libertarian, independent. Where where you know you have uh, Betty, she's she's certainly a Democrat, and um, yeah, I, I think that that Veronica is just gonna gonna ruin him. Yeah, but but you know, I mean, the, the, he's he's you know, it's here we are thirty years later. The the guy still hasn't managed to graduate from college, so you know, I mean, he will even know. <laughs> Um, but you know what? I guess I guess we should move on to uh, you know. I mean, there's there's so much search news uh, going on, and and we've got an interview, so uh, I guess we should roll on. Is there is there any? Do you want to bring us in or? or well, the very uh, first thing that stands out for me this week is uh, Bing. 
Bing, Bing. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say Bing? <laughs> what do you think of when you say Bing? Yeah, what do you think? Well, I mean, seriously, when someone says Bing, what do you think of? Uh, you know what? I, I think of a reference to uh, the William Lyon Mackenzie King up here in Canada incident with Governor General Bing. And I don't think most of our listeners are going to be on that same tangent because I, I was a poli sci major. So, um, how about you? What do you think of it? Might be a little more normal. Oh, a little more normal? Not much. A little more kinky, maybe, but a little bit normal? No. And I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not even gonna get into what I think of. What I think of big, except that I want to roll with laughter when I find out that after an exhaustive study, <laughs> after running the names in front of marketing experts and user groups and focus groups and, uh, you know, just consulting their vast array of marketing talent down there in Redmond, Washington, where Microsoft is located. And I'm pretty sure that their marketing talent is located in the broom closet somewhere near, near uh, Bellingham or something. Um, Microsoft has settled on a name for the new search engine, and it's not Kumo. <laughs> it's Bing. For, God, for God's sake, it's Bing. Like, uh, totally I mean, you know, I've got to give them kind of a like, weird kind of benefit of a doubt. If you'd come to me a few years ago and said this engine has started and they've decided to name their company, I don't know, Google or say Yahoo, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you might have rolled your eyes and gone, really, really, is that is that what you're picking? Um, you know, you're you right. know, what's in the name? But, a, but uh, this does a, definitely. You know, I'll give it this. It, it's it's easy to remember. Um, but yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a weird name to pick. Do you really see Bing becoming your favorite four-letter word? No, no, I sure, I sure don't. But it's got some tough competition in there, and I'm just going to say free is my favorite. Um, but now, I mean, you know, I mean that said, they are going off in different directions as well. I don't, I don't know if you if you were reading up on the announcement and, and this and that. Um, but I mean, they're obviously trying to go in a, in a completely different direction here. So it, it, I think there's, as much as we can make fun of the name, um, I do give pretty big credit to Microsoft for what I am now hearing is um, kind of the direction they're trying to take search, or at least their aspect of search, in a slightly different direction, focusing more on uh, trying to provide results for after you found what you want, like so that the results aren't just tailored to giving you the information, but also um, creating a result set that gives you that information and then provides the sites that it ranks for you to act on the information that you've been provided as well. So, I mean, who knows how successful that's going to be, but um, I, I will give them credit for trying to come up with a new way. Don't try and go head-to-head -head with Google. Come up with something different. Um, so I'm actually more interested in watching the technology evolve. Of course, I don't know that I would have made the announcement if the site was actually live. I find that a little interesting, but... Um, you know, I, I, I do, I do give them huge credit for trying to go in a in a different direction with search, and I, I'm really interested to see how they do when it does go live. Well, and this is the thing that frustrates me most about Microsoft. They are technological wizards. They are amazing technologists. They, the Microsoft, no matter what anyone might say about their operating systems or might say about their software, these are really complex products that they put together. They manage to. Um, run 85 to 90% of the operating systems in the world. These are, these are some of the smartest kids on the block. But they come up with the stupidest names. Like, oh my goodness. This is, this is almost as bad as, as Wolfman Alpha. Um, Wolfram Alpha, which incidentally I've, I've, I've been playing with and I'm quite impressed with, although I don't really, you know, it's not, it's not really a pure search engine. But interesting stuff coming out of uh, interesting stuff from the Wolfman. Um, but it's, again, not a brilliant name for a search engine. But, no, you know, but they've got right. brilliant technologists. Their marketing department maybe should, should do some more testing. But, um, but there we go. Speaking of marketing departments that should probably have, you know, I don't know, done some more testing, but I'll, I'll use that as a segue anyway. Um, some interesting news on AOL. Yeah! Go for it. Um, I guess I don't. I know you. I know you just love this kind of news, so I'll let you cover it. But um, basically, AOL is being spin, spun off. What are What are your thoughts there? 
Well, we, we talked about this a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I think we touch on AOL every time that we want to, we want to kick a can of, of worms. Um, okay, to recap, anybody remember, you know, it was just over nine years ago that AOL actually purchased Time Warner. Time Warner, biggest media company in the world, gets bought by this upstart web service called AOL. And that, at the time, the, web had, the commercial web had been around for about seven years. Well, we'll give 1993 as the, the date that the commercial web, the, the public web, um, opens up. Um, AOL was one of the original conduits to the web. Um, and you know, they made some great Christmas tree ornaments, too. Um, and uh, so they were doing so well that they purchased Time Warner for about $64 billion in an all-stock exchange, which was at the time the largest business deal in, like, like American or world history. Mm-hmm. Very quickly, AOL proved that they weren't ready to merge the information lines that Time Warner had. And, and, and I mean, think about what Time Warner is. Eh? Time Warner is one of the largest publishing houses in the world. Time Warner uh, has Warner Studios, so they, they, make, they, they make movies, they make television, um, they have a record label, and again, they had, they had the, the, one of the largest print publishing houses in the world. So they had what AOL desperately needed, content. And this is back at a time, in the, again, in the year 2000, when everybody was into the term convergence. Interestingly, we're just dealing with we're we're just really experiencing true convergence now, nine years later. The funny thing about all about the the the, the tech boom back then in 2000 was there wasn't any real sustaining revenue models. Build big or don't build at all was the 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 the, the mantra back then go big or go home, the idea being you bring a whole bunch of traffic across your sites or across your networks, and eventually we'll find ways to monetize it. But the, the, the important thing was getting as big as possible. Well, that set off this round of speculation in the stock market, and everyone knows about the dot-com bomb of 2000. It was AOL purchasing Time Warner that made people step back from the, uh, step back from the industry and go, Wow, this is all really neat, but you guys don't know how to make any money. The tech market crashed. Fortunes were literally removed from the table. Um, much like the much like the market crash of uh, September two thousand and eight, the dot com bomb of two thousand was set off by AOL purchasing Time Warner. So. AOL's got Time Warner, but they don't know what to do with it. Time Warner's got AOL. They didn't know what to do with it either. So what they really did was they started to stuck Time Warner over in the corner and ignored it. And allowed, or I'm sorry, stuck AOL in the corner, ignored it, allowed it to languish. Um, AOL never really found its way. Um, but they seem to be trying to, trying to get their stuff together now. Tim Westergren, from, uh, one of the first business developers at Google, is now the CEO of AOL. Um, that happened in... Uh, January or February of this year, he wants to move out of New York, move back to Dallas, Texas, where AOL originated from, and start being a leader in innovation again. First step to do that is to be spun off of Time Warner. That's pretty much the history in a nutshell. Where we go from here is anybody's guess, but I do know that Time Warner wants to um, attract, first attract um, investors in AOL internally signal here. They don't want Google to get it. Right. Well, on that tangent, and uh, how true this is, I don't know, but I've read that the rumor is that they want to purchase the 5% that Google already has right now. Um, now, what are you feeling? Like, if they're trying to attract money, and this would be before they, they actually spin it off, they're trying to attract money, what is the logic there? Um, are, are they really are that they concerned that Google's going to acquire? Google's got a shotgun pointed right to their temples saying, buy us, or we're just going to sell to the open market and immediately, immediately devalue um, the, 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 the perceived value of the AOL network. See, Google has a shotgun clause with Time Warner saying when they want out, you've got to buy us or we can sell it on the open market. 
if they sell on the open market, they're not going to get half of what they think that the share should be worth. Or you know, and, and, and I know I'm kicking at AOL here a lot, and and I I, I do want to want to acknowledge AOL is a massive content network, not nearly as large as Yahoo is a content network, but, but AOL has a lot of good stuff going for it. But when you're talking stocks and stuff, perception is like everything. And um, if Google sells off its shares, they're going to sell and they're going to you know sell for a much less value. Mm-hmm. So what Google's doing is really saying, "Hey, Time Warner, deal with this. Deal with it now. Buy them back from us. We won't devalue AOL. We won't send your share prices going into the toilet. Um, and if you don't buy it back from us, we're going to screw you." Right. That's it's a good, pretty it's much a good shock that's my to thumbnail have, analysis there. <laughs> it's kooky. Speaking of kooky, Dave, I just got a message from uh, from George in the studio. He wants, he says, break, break PZ. <laughs> uh, I've broken a lot of stuff in my time. I've broken computers. I've broken chairs. I've broken mice. Um, I've never broken a PZ. Oh, please. He means break, please. Okay. I can do that. Um, <laughs> Dave, we've got to take a break here on Web College and WebmasterRadio.fm. So this is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You're listening to Web College and Webmaster Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Web College. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than it did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com or what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one that get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you, localpages.com. List your business on localpages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. Localpages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Market Edge with Larry Weber, Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. And I still don't know how to come in against our, against our, uh, our intro music there. My goodness. Um, Dave, we've only got about 15 minutes left in this segment. I'm going to have to flash to that interview, which is, I understand, about 17 minutes long. Um, you, know what I, you know what I came across t- uh, today that I think is really silly? What's that? Well, you know, everyone thinks that, like, Anton Kushner or maybe Oprah Winfrey is, like, the world's most powerful, uh, or, are the, like, the world's most powerful or uh, most followed uh, tweet users? Yes. I think um, there's a pretender to their to their crowns out there. Apparently, Kim Jong II, 
the diminutive dictator of North Korea, that uh, little bastard who looks like your, looks like someone's grandmother who you know has his finger in the nuclear weapons pile. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's a tweeter. Like seriously, what the what the hell does this guy have to Twitter about? You go stand over there. <laughs> Line, lined up countrymen. Like seriously, what does this guy have to Twitter about? That that that, that, that the rest of the world is, is remotely interested in. I don't know. He's insane, so you you'd never know. <laughs> um you know, I'm going to go off on a slightly more pleasant topic then. <laughs> oh, come on, come on. Let me get one rumor out there first. Because you're, cause you're, you're Kim, leading me there. I don't think it's Kim Young II. It, it's really not. Bad. But yeah. it, it could be a child. I would have thought once upon a time that, let's say, I lived, oh, I don't know, 80 years to the day. The maximum time on Earth, even if I was just going to mash a keyboard, that I could use Twitter would be 80 years to the day. But no. <laughs> uh, thanks to um, Corey Meshner, <laughs> um, you can now, and this is over on Web Pro News, so our, our listeners can check it out. Uh, uh, he's, he's allowing his unborn child to use Twitter. <laughs> um, it's not quite as bizarre as, well, it is actually as bizarre as it all sounds, but it's not as creepy as it all sounds. Basically, he, he's separated from his wife, so he's, he's, he's fashioned a spandex band with sensors in it around her, her abdomen. Um, and, and it then sends him a Twitter response every time it, it kicks or moves. Kind of cute, but it, it certainly extends your, your Twittering abilities. Um, and, and, you know, let's, let's get them while they're young and, and create those users while they're young. Um, right now they've only got about a, a 4 uh, or 40% retention rate past a month on new users. I mean, heck, here you got a captive audience for the first nine months. So. <laughs> if only we could find a way to monetize this, eh? <laughs> you know what? I'm sure somebody's working on it right now. <laughs> so I, I found that just a just a, a a cool little tidbit, and thought, okay, you know what? I I generally and, and you know I've made no secret about it. I Twitter has its uses, but I do get tired of ransacking through all of the crud. But I do it because one out of every twenty posts is some gem that I need to see. But uh, here I'm seeing here, yes, this would fall under my realm of quote unquote useless because it's not really helpful to your day-to-day life. But, um, you know, if I, if I was an expecting father and, and I was separated from, um, from my wife, I would, you know, I, 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 would be, I would definitely have this in use. And, and it's, a, it's a really neat idea and I think a, a great use of Twitter. You know, one of the neat things about Twitter, I was, uh, you remember the early days of the web when, you would, when we would actually go out web surfing for fun? <laughs> you know, yeah, it was uh, a process of discovery, not a process of information retrieval. Right. Yeah. That, that's how I see Twitter now. Oh, I mean, like you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes across Twitter that's fairly irrelevant to um, everybody except the Twitter who Twittered it. Um, right. But I I I I have my Twitter client running on running in the background all the time, and every once in a while something comes up that is just you know remarkably interesting, totally like, totally unimportant to me, but you know. Um, Interesting enough, it gives me a little bit of analysis paralysis, or allows me to get into analysis paralysis. Where, you know, you end up reading all day instead of actually working. <laughs> oh, hold it! I'm saying this across the network of my employer. <laughs> Burned again! Oh my God! I'm an idiot! I don't know why they give me a microphone in the first place. Um, I want to do a quick shout out to David Dalka over there in Chicago. And David, I, 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 I feel, I feel your pain, brother. Um, I I uh, saw a bit of the game last night where uh, Chicago lost to Detroit Red Wings, and I know I owe you that blog post. Have you done that? Have you done your your blog post for Fidelka yet? I have. Yeah, I, I put it up there the 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 day after the the sad sad day, the the black day we call it, um, yes. when uh, when when Vancouver lost. And of course, at that point, because Vancouver had lost. Of course, then I've got to get behind Chicago. It's like, okay, if my team's going to lose to somebody, I want that somebody to just take the whole thing and just go, okay, well, at least we lost to the, to the number one team. So, uh, you know, it, it was funny, the, the, the team that I was cheering uh, against 
basically as soon as as soon as they knocked out the, the team I was cheering for, I, I have to switch to them and, and just to prove that okay, we you know we might have been you know second, right? At least we have a really good team. It's okay to lose to the best. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> how about you? Has your post gone up there yet for uh, for our friend David? No, I'm- Part part of this show is an apology to David. David, I'm sorry. I've been dealing with the affiliate convention coming up in uh, Denver, Colorado, on June 17th to 20th. Um, and you know, I've, I've I, I said this on Webcology before, and I'm, I'm going to say it again. I had no idea the billion points of nuttiness that goes into organizing a major convention um, or a, a major search or affiliate marketing conference, like. It's, it just keeps you going 8, 10, 12 hours a day. There's always something else you have to do. And I really owe David Dalka, um over there in Chicago a web uh, blog post about how bad I feel about um, Chicago beating Vancouver out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But you know what? When I really think about it, I think of wonderful people like Lee Evans, like Jenny Dew, like Brian Caldwell, like, our, like some of our friends at Razorfish who are all based in Pittsburgh. Because Pittsburgh is going to the Stanley Cup Finals against Detroit, and uh, you know, so I got a team. I got a, I got a team to root for. I can't think of any search marketers from Detroit, but I can think of a lot from the Pittsburgh area. So I, I, I got a team to root for now. Nothing else. You know, a team wins by default, right? When you have no other alliance to them whatsoever, but you want to cheer for somebody. Um. You know, I know often I'll just sort of grab a string and a pen and figure out who's closer. <laughs> but you've, you've got a better method to your madness. Well, yeah, indeed. I, you know, I want my friends to be happy, um, which makes it really hard when, like, Boston and New York are playing against each other um, in, in almost any game. Because I've got friends in Boston and friends in New York, and, you know, Boston and New York just have this weird hate on for each other. Oh, man. Okay, it is 27 minutes after the hour. I think, um, Dave, I think we might have to take another break. I'm just going to flash over to my message window with studio. You know, I really wish I could see... I really wish we went back to having a camera in the studio, and I wish I wish I could see George live, because it was so much fun when I was working out of the studio in Florida itself, and now I'm back up here in freezing cold Toronto, Canada. And... Um, no, I don't, I don't get to see. I don't get to see George wagging his finger at me or doing that cut across his throat thing. <laughs> so he did it because he's scared of me, Dave. <laughs> he left because he's scared of me. The the long the long reach of of, of Brasco, absolutely. Um, well, the, the the interview we the central interview is that's about seventeen minutes, eh, eh, eh Brasco? Correct. Uh, we can write the puck a little bit longer here, I think. Well, not too much time, you know. I mean, you do have the clock. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm watching. Okay, Thank last you. thing I want to cover before we before we uh, jump out of here uh, and go go to the sample interview is um, what's happening with Yahoo right now. Yahoo, I, uh, you're referring to the homepage. They're doing that. Yeah. Or are they doing Park something is- that that I'm not thinking of right now? Sorry, I shouldn't have cut you off. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm just looking. I'm just um, looking over at, at Search Engine Watch, and uh, it seems that you know Carol Bartz really wants to the, the new CEO of Yahoo really wants to put herself out there. Really wants to put her stamp on Yahoo, and also it seems really wants to get a hold of some of Microsoft's money. But Microsoft doesn't care anymore now that they got Bing. It's just. I mean, it's just one day somebody is going to write like a Wagnerian opera about this. Yeah, it's just bizarre, isn't it? Like it's this dancing and weaving, and then Bingo. Something will have six months from now. It'll start, and Microsoft will want to buy Yahoo, but Yahoo will have done something cool and, and gained a bit of market share, and that'll whet their appetite. So, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just it's it's a mad, 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 mad world. Oh, okay. On that, I think we've given our shout-outs. I think we've talked about the three major conferences that are coming up in the next few weeks, but I want to go over them again just in case. SMX Advanced is the one that's coming up next week, and I think there might be like about 10 tickets left. I'm not positive on that, but whatever. Go check out SMX 
on surgemarketingexpo.com. Click on SMX Advanced Seattle. See if there's any tickets left. If you don't have your ticket yet, friends, get them. SMX Advanced is one of the top-level shows in the industry. And I'm, I, I still say I've been, I'm a veteran of, of, of hundreds of search marketing conferences. The first SMX, I guess almost three years ago, was uh, by far the best search marketing conference I've ever attended. Um, after that, SES Toronto, the nice, intimate little Canadian show. Uh, friends, come across the border, get up to Canada, get up to Toronto. I promise we'll show you a very good time up here. And lastly, Affiliate Convention, June 17th to 20th in Denver, Colorado. One of the neat folks about Affiliate Convention is if you're working affiliate, you're going to get in for free, but get your registration in soon. We have limited space, and I'm telling you, that space is going very quickly. Um, we have to move into a commercial break now, and then we're going to be coming back. Uh, we have Janelle Lewis from Centec and uh, Noah Elkin from eMarketer. Uh, together they sit on the Sempo Emerging Technologies Committee, and we did a uh, fun interview, uh, recorded a fun interview about, well, just over an hour ago, and we're going to be bringing it to you when we come back from this break. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. It's if yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the click into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agree that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even come a state of the art. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAGE. It's toll free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. From Fort Lauderdale, Florida, webmasterradio.fm. A service of new gen broadcasting. We're everywhere. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. We're joined for this last segment by Janelle Landis from Centec Incorporated and Noah Elkin from eMarketer. Noah and Janelle both sit on the Emerging Technologies Committee at Sempo. And uh, Janelle and Noah, welcome to Webcology. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Sempo just had an Emerging Emerging Technologies Committee webinar that just ended a a few minutes ago. There was um, over 100 people who tuned into it. I guess I have a, a number of questions uh, about SEMPO and about the uh, Emergency Technologies Committee. The, the first one is, why does SEMPO have an Emerging Technologies Committee? Well, I think one of the you know, ultimately, we found there's been uh, so much going on with search today, and all of these other factors are very much so playing into search. So today's webinar was on social media, 
And when you look at the search results pages today, it's not just websites that are coming up in the search results. Um, it's also social networking sites, um, news sites. There's so much more in the results uh, since the introduction of Universal Search. Well, that reminds me of something Noah actually said during the during the webinar. Uh, Noah, you said search engine results pages or, or SERPs is social. W what did you mean by that? Well, I meant precisely what what Janelle mentioned is that that what you see on the search engine result page now is increasingly a product of the socialization of of content and media. So it's not just websites. It's it's the the impact of. Uh, users and people in communities and networks uh, tagging content and and helping helping search engines bring that to the surface. For a search engine optimization professional, our job is to attract traffic to our client websites, help increase conversions, help get conversations going. How does social media or other emerging technologies appearing in search engine results and traditional search engine results, how does that affect the job of a, of a search marketing professional? You know, the way that I think of it is, and this is something I said during the webinar, is that um, with pure search um, up until the introduction of social media um, has really been you can't create an impression or a click until someone has the need, want, recognition of a product, a service, or information on a particular subject. With social, we have the opportunity to drive that need. We have the, the opportunity to stimulate the user to actually then seek out more information on something. What forms of social media are currently appearing in search results? I primarily see Facebook and Twitter. Noah? Yeah, I mean, I think you you see the you see social networks uh, and and platforms like Twitter. You also see for many many brands. Uh, you see uh, you, you see uh, uh, knowledge networks like Wikipedia or, or Yahoo Answers as well. They typically rank very highly uh, in in search results for for brand terms if there's a relevant entry. Yeah, Q and A forums are very popular. And I think, uh, Jim, to go back to your question, your, your previous question, I think, you know, in terms of how it how it affects the the job of someone involved in SEO, is that it, it makes it it makes it more complicated. It also makes it also presents a, a, a richer opportunity to present different facets uh, about your about your brand as well, because there it can you can tap into. Uh, into a much larger universe of, of information. Well, as it was, as it was mentioned in the, in the webinar, the social media space is evolving very swiftly. And sometimes it's really hard to tell which social media application has strong footing and which doesn't. Like, for instance, a year and a half ago, MySpace would have been considered the dominant social media application. But today, I don't think, you know, I don't think people would be comfortable saying MySpace is as dominant as it once was. How would you characterize the life cycle of social media applications? You know, I don't think that there's going to be one, uh, one set life cycle for any particular application. Um, I think it has to do with, uh, with adoption and, and, and stabilization. So I think that one of the things that Facebook is trying to do a very good job of is is not lose sight of where they came from and really keep it kind of pure um, and then also allow advertisers to um, to have these group pages and to collect followings um, without compromising the integrity of the of the purpose of their platform so I think that that's um, that that's one of the key areas where where Facebook is doing a really really good job and may have um, more sustainability long term um, than than MySpace had. Of the various applications out there now, which would you say is driving the most traffic? Um, I believe Facebook it ranks probably around number five um, in terms of you know traffic uh, sites. So. It's pretty high, um, whereas MySpace is around like nine or ten. Um, so they're they're definitely getting the, the bulk of the traffic. But it's really important to note the growth of Twitter. Um, it came up during during the Q and A portion um, that they grew two hundred percent 
And what time frame was that, Noah? Do you recall? Uh, I don't know if it was, I can't remember. If it in was the last year, it's 200 or, I mean, But certainly growth, month to month, it's growing about over 80%. So it, it's moving It's moving very quickly. Um, yeah, it's actually yeah, a phenomenal growth. When we're talking about growth with Twitter, are we talking pure growth um, month over month, or are we talking about retention rates? I think we're talking here about growth. I mean, uh, just based on the numbers that I was looking for, which are Comscore numbers, it's just based on the number of unique visitors. I mean, obviously, we've seen those reports about uh, the Twitter quitters and the the, the issue about um, the issue about retention. But I, mean, I think that's something that you're going to experience with with any network or community. You're going to have people, some portion of the people who who try it and find it's not necessarily uh, not necessarily for them, but. Uh, I think you know to to, you know, to to what Janelle was saying the the degree to which Twitter is actually not only increasing its own traffic but also uh, becoming in a lot of ways a substitute as a as a as a as a reader or or, or a feed mechanism for for um, for news and information I think that's the that's a that's sort of the key trend that and the way it's affecting um, and the way the kind of impact it's having on uh, on brands and where consumers get information you know sticking with Twitter for a moment from a developer's perspective we're always interested in how social media applications will monetize their their product or offering but I'm curious how are marketers monetizing their efforts across Twitter um, I think it's one of those things that does come back to their objective. Um, some brands are simply using social media um, as as a form of engagement and not necessarily looking for any direct revenue stream out of it. Um, it's it's very much part of your your customer service. Um, it's it can be somewhere that um, that customers go to say great things about you or to say negative things about you. And um, some of the most successful brands that are leveraging social media today are actually actively engaging their customer service departments um, in, in, in fielding, um, you know, responses and questions that come through these social networks. You know, we can think of some ways that, that brands are using social networks in the most beneficial ways. Uh, customer service, instant feedback, um, customer surveys, etc. And we can also think of you know a number a number of brands that really ought to know better. Um, I don't want to mention the brand names specifically on the air, but one of them wanted you to defriend ten friends on Facebook to get a free burger. Uh, another one just opened themselves up to ridicule via Twitter. Why is it that? Brands who are who are well versed in advertising make these make tremendous mistakes using social media. You know, it's it's one of those things. You just have to take a step back and say, social media is my opportunity to participate in the conversation, and it's it, it's it's kind of your number one best practice in social media is don't go in and try to own the conversation. And that was the mistake that was made um, in the examples that, that you've given, and. People do not like to be advertised to, um, and that's why search has been so successful, um, particularly paid search. It's because people don't realize they're being advertised to. And I think that's also a, you know, t- t- a question of how and the evolutionary path that, that brands participating in social media, what, what path they really take. If you look at, if you look at a brand like Dell that started and entered into social media in response to a crisis, but then built that up into a very, uh, a very a sort of a core component of their marketing and their PR efforts, uh, then you get to the point like they did at the end of last year where they provided an offer on, on laptops that they just advertised uh, over, over to their followers on Twitter. So that's, you know, that's a reward for their, the people that, and, and their audience that follows them uh, for participating in, 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 sort of that, in that Dell-centric, uh, Dell-centric community. So it's, I think it's different if you do that you know, one, two years into the program after you've built a rapport and, and goodwill and trust among your, among your community as opposed to just storming in and trying to, as, as Janelle said, own the conversation. Okay, we're approaching the end of the segment, uh, Noah and Janelle, so I want to shift gears quickly and talk a little bit more about SEMPRO and the Emerging Technologies Committee. How often does uh, does the committee meet? We meet on a a monthly basis, um, usually the 
I believe it's the third third Tuesday or Thursday of the month, and uh, you know we have obviously a lot of back and forth uh, over email uh, to to do our various uh, committee and task force work in the, in the interim as well. But we we do try and we do have at least one monthly meeting. Well, thinking of a typical monthly meeting, I mean, the, the, the rapidity of change in the search space and in the social media space is phenomenal. So thinking about a, a typical emerging technologies meeting, how many different pieces of technology do you think you'd be looking at each meeting? Well, I mean, we we have uh, we, we try and look at we try and address uh, all of the t- different task force needs uh, in each in each call, depending on what particular initiative we're doing. So this month, since we were focused on the social media POV and the and the webinar that we had today, that you know in the in the past couple of meetings that occupied that occupied center stage. But we do try and uh, discuss the 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 progress that each individual task force uh, has been. Uh, has been making on their specific initiatives uh, in each in each meeting. What are you looking at when you look at new technologies or emerging technologies? Well, one of the things is that if you think about searching as an activity, uh, it it's something that takes place uh, across many platforms. It's no longer it's no longer uh, confined to the browser or confined uh, confined to the web. So we want to figure out uh, as the as the as the content becomes more portable, uh, as you start to have technologies that are more interlinked, um, you know the. the, the not just not just based around the TV or the web, but also mobile and television and uh, and some of these uh, external forms like like digital signage or even our near field communications. We want we want to figure out how search is going to play into that as a as an activity that that consumers undertake and what role uh, what role search marketers can can play in, in making sure that uh, they that that we can enable. Uh, Enable content to be at users' fingertips when and where they they're looking for it. I guess I have two last uh, two last questions. The first one is: How do you communicate with the search marketing community as a whole? We 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 had the webinar that, that just ended about an hour ago. Um, are there any other ways that the Merchant Technology Committee uh, engages with the, with the search marketing community? Sure. I mean, one of the ways. Yeah, I think through, that uh, all of the members actively engage um, with with our colleagues in the industry um, and share the information with them. And then also, Simpo is such an incredible organization uh, to be a part of, and it really is the authority in the industry. So it's a really, um, really great opportunity to share this information. Okay, and I guess the last question, and I'm not sure who else to ask this except for uh, the Twitter folks themselves, but I imagine the Emerging Technology Committee has been spending a great deal of time looking at Twitter. And it's just a gut-feeling question. Is Twitter going to become a search engine? Well, in some ways, I think it sort of de facto is a search engine. In what way? I think, I think that the way we categorize a search engine is very broad. Um, so I, they're they're almost becoming more vertical in in the way of thinking what what am I looking for? And I think that there is the opportunity for users to adopt multiple multiple engines based on their needs. Um, so, for instance, with the uh, rollout of Wolfram Alpha, um, I'm not sure if you guys have used that yet or not, but I actually find it an amazing fact-based engine. Um, it gives me facts, and I was really excited when I was working on um, a client presentation, and it was for a B2B client, and I needed to know how many days were left um, between June and December. And I typed June hyphen December 2009, and it came back and told me how many days were remaining and how many weekdays were remaining. And so I was really excited that I didn't have to take the weekends out to do the budget planning for this client. Um, it had already been done for me. Okay, well, uh, Janelle Landis from Centech and Noah Akins from eMarketer. I'm afraid we're out of time in the segment. Um, I'd love to get you both back on the air in a couple of months to talk more about the uh, the Emerging Technologies Committee at Sempo. Um, before we go, I think we should do a plug for Sempo membership. Um, how do people get involved with Sempo? 
Well, you can you can join uh, as a member, either as an individual member or as a corporate uh, as a corporate member, and you can find out by going to sempo.org. Uh, any member of the search community can also join uh, the Sempo Facebook group. Uh, that's open to everyone, uh, regardless of whether or not you're a, a Sempo member, and you can also contribute to conversations and discussions not not only about uh, about the POV that that we released um, on search and social media, but other uh, other search specific topics uh, as well. So there are a number of ways to to get involved. Well, and we again, will certainly welcome welcome people with subject matter expertise on emerging technologies to uh, to join uh, to join our committee as well. Well, again, Janelle, Noah, thank you so much for spending time with us on Web College today. Thank you. Thanks very much. Okay, that was a that was a fun interview with uh, Janelle Landis and Noah Elvin. Uh, Janelle was from Centech Incorporated. Noah was from eMarketer. And they posted on the Sempo Emerging Technologies Committee. Something I didn't get to touch on earlier when Dave and I were just going through the silly search news is uh, Facebook's valuation is above $2 billion now. They just re- they, I'm sorry, $200 billion. They just received uh, money from a group in Russia that pushed their personal valuation above the $200, million, $200 billion mark. I think that's just phenomenal for a company that's Still not quite sure how it's going to be making its money. Um, I don't really know if I have much more to go on today, so I think I'm just going to close off. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm, and on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, Dave went back to work during the pre-recorded interview, so he's not actually here right now. So on behalf of Dave from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm, reminding you to get your asses to the nearest search marketing conference. We have SMX events coming up next week in Seattle. We have searches and strategies coming up in Toronto the week after that. And the week after that, June 17th to 20th in Denver, Colorado, the inaugural, the first of hopefully many in a very long series, affiliate convention. Friends, again, this has been Web College and WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back next week. <laughs>